Welcome, dear listeners and fellow K-Drama lovers, to your favorite critical K-Drama podcast, the K-Drama Feuilleton Podcast, with me, Sally, and my lovely and, as always, brilliant co-host, Max. In today's episode, we are reviewing the well-known historical K-Drama, Huarang. After giving a brief or not-so-brief summary of the plot, we discuss the historical background of Huarang, why restaurants, chairs and showers are a very modern phenomenon and therefore anachronisms in the portrayal of the kingdom of Shilla, and why the character of Pak Sojun probably would have lost his head very early on in the drama. For the listeners who have already watched Huarang, we recommend you skip the first 10 minutes of the podcast. Enjoy, everyone! Welcome to our episode on Huarang. It is a drama that I got to choose, <laughs> but Max even agreed to watching it, despite it being a historical drama. And we know that Max doesn't really like historical dramas <laughs> necessarily that much. <laughs> and Huarang is a very interesting one for me. I think it was the first historical drama I've, I've watched. It is, as dramas come, a very interesting story with lots of intertwined fates and all sorts. So um, I'm going to give you a very short introduction. Basically, the male lead, he, has, he goes by many names in the drama, actually, so it's quite confusing. Yes. He's played by yeah. Pak Sojun, yeah. which I really like. I'm, I'm a bit of a fangirl of him, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that much interested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested. I'm gone. <laughs> And yeah, and so basically he's this poor peasant dude um, with his friend uh, Mang Moon. Yeah. And then um, they grow up together, kind of know they, they don't really have parents. They're both kind of orphans raised by this peasant in a village. But Mang Moon, the friend of Pak Sojun, he uh, knows that he kind of has a father somewhere and a sister. And he remembers that because he was evicted um, from the capital due to some sort of crime that happened by his family against the laws of the capital whatever so he got basically exiled as a child and he has this necklace and his big plan is to go back into the capital to find his father and his sister and reunite with them right yeah right right and mm. this father <laughs> later uh, after the death of mang Wun adopts uh, kese or then called sonu as his son because of their friendship probably and uh, sonu joins the new founded harang which is a tool uh, used by the queen to yeah, establish her power against the noble class, yeah. I would say. <clears throat> Which was actually founded in that time, in mm. historically. Although Padang is very like, historically... Uh, it's not certain if it really existed in that way mm. that it is imagined. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no sources from the time. Mm. Actually, yeah, yeah. Maybe we have to add. Uh, it's actually set in Chilla period, in the Free Kingdom period. That is around five hundred. Four hundred, five hundred. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah and that is uh, the other um, part of the story is that uh, basically we live in a kingdom that is described in the drama as quite weak in comparison to the other two kingdoms mm. surrounding it, and the current leader is the queen, Queen Regent, who is reigning in place for her son because um, apparently the older king died when the son so the crown prince was very young so the queen decided mm. to because she was afraid that there would be a coup against her son or that he would be assassinated so as a very caring 
mother, she <laughs> she decided no. Very much. <laughs> the, the prince needs to go into hiding until I, I need to take. protect. Exactly, I need to protect the throne until he's of age and is strong enough to take on these evil officials who with all the intrigues and stuff. Yes, yes. yes. <clears throat> so the story plays when um, King, which we will also get to know, what's his name? Chidi. And he's played by Park Young Sik. Which I'm also a big fan of. He so... also has several names, yeah, actually. His. Mm. Crown Prince's name is Sang Mek Chu, and then later his uh, king's name is Chin Hung, Chin Hung Wang. Chin and actually, Wang. Chin Hung was the one who founded Parang, or under his, yeah, in his period, it was founded. It's not not really sure if his mother did it, like in the drama, or he himself did it, but yeah, it was actually the king who founded Parang. Mm, so there is some historical accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> supposedly on some yeah. level and <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah so the queen basically her master plan is okay now everyone's getting a bit uh, unsettled because they say well the king by now should be of age should become the king so like why are you not stepping down everyone's kind of always asking her why are you clinging to the throne like show us the mm. real king la 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 but she well we don't really know I mean in her character like whether she actually cares for her son or whether she wants to cling to power or whether she She's afraid that actually the throne and all her sacrifices will 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 be lost and like will have been for nothing. In to any me, case, she seems very power oriented. Though. <laughs> she is, very... yeah, I agree. I mean, we can talk about her. <laughs> like, I think yeah, she's yeah, an yeah, interesting character. And anyway, so yeah, her master plan is okay. I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is because all these officials are like planning to overthrow her. I'm gonna take their sons. Um, you know, which are their guarantee for passing on their power. Mm. I'm going to take their sons and I'm going to make them into a group uh, where they're kind of separated from their parents' influence and their power and make them a loyal group that is only loyal to the king and the country and its people. And right. that is then called Huarang, right? Which means something like the flowering... Flower boys. Flower boys. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Fang, so they also call each other Fang as like the man or young man or something. So uh, Chidi Rang and, and Son Rang later. Oh, but yeah. Hua means flower. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, and they're not only supposed to um, be loyal and so on, they're also supposed to look very pretty. They're supposed to, mm. uh, you know. That's the myth, actually. Yeah, yeah, that is also the background. And, and then learn the poems and then philosophy and not so much the fighting, actually. I don't mm. know why they turned it so much into a military group, basically. But I think it's probably like the... modern gendering. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, but we see them discuss uh, philosophy as well. And mm, also dance, like, music. Uh, dancing, yeah, yeah. Music. <laughs> performance, K pop, K pop performance. <laughs> and then what happens? I mean, basically, a lot of things happen and. A um, lot, of, yeah, it's very complicated. <laughs> and oh, yeah, where comes the, the love interest? Comes in with Aro. Her name yeah. is in the drama, right? Yes. 
And she's played and, by uh, Go. She's played by Go Ada, who is also main character in Reply 1994, <laughs> which we didn't discuss yet, but which we were amongst others. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and she. Okay, now get that straight. She is the sister that the friend Mang Moon wants to find. So mm -hmm. she's yes. the sister yeah. of the best friend of Pak So Dun that they go into the. Isn't city she the half sister? Actually, I wasn't sure actually if she's the whole sister or half sister because they emphasize the that she. Oh. Ah, okay. Oh no, maybe in Korean it's different. True. No, I think they are both uh, half boned. Yeah, that's. that's oh yeah, true. yeah, yeah, exactly. We didn't talk about this yet, but oh, there's yeah. this whole system in place. Ranking. Mm, and the apparently the Sonu, the, the former, the son of this uh, doctor and his sister, they are half bone, but all the other noblemen. And then for the Harang, it is a precondition to be a full bone. What, uh, in in the subtitles, they call it true bone. True bone. Oh, true okay. Bone. okay yeah. But full or half <laughs> sacred, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we don't judge <laughs> actually there were several different cases in the bone system but I, it's complicated and we will just mm. refer to it half and true bone then mm. basically it sounds a bit like aristocracy true sort of nobility yeah. yeah where kind of they marry in between each other to kind of keep the lines um mm. clean <laughs> pure i don't know how you yeah it. which also kind of makes shilla very in inbred out, in, <laughs> no. I mean, the, the system is very in uh, effective Kind mm. of, no, I don't know. I think that is criticized or like oh. the reformers who yeah. want to change the system. And, yeah. and uh, apparently, Jin Hyung and also Son Hu later turn out to be these kind of reformers who say, <clears throat> mm. uh, no, we don't need this bone system anymore. Yeah. We should take more care of the normal people, the Pek Song. Mm. <laughs> the subjects. Or how is it? Yeah, Pek Song. Yeah. I don't know. Citizen. Um, no yeah <laughs> and then mang moon and park so Dun go over the wall into the capital which is forbidden for the people living outside the capital yeah i think there's just mm, division, division. Uh, and so they go in and that alone like would mean if they would have been caught that they would die but mm. they actually aren't caught uh, so they kind of make it safely into the capital but then they kind of ask around like trying to find you know the sister and the the father yes. there's a lot of what is actually the sister's profession i wonder like when they first encounter the sister she uh, tells some stories in this club of the uh, yeah. elite it's like <laughs> some sort of i thought like she's some erotic novel yes. storyteller no <laughs> storyteller yes right right um, but it, yeah it doesn't go too far with the eroticism but Least, yeah, yeah so. but it's implied sometimes, like, ah, oh, you're the yeah, storyteller, yeah. like, you should tell me yeah, the yeah, stories, yeah. and I keep having <laughs> kind of thing. And um, and also she's an yeah. amateur me me medical me medical practitioner. Yeah, right something as she well. learned from her father some acupuncture oh yeah and then basically what happens is that Moon, <laughs> he kind of whilst looking for his sister sees the face of the king ji dui the hidden king and the queen mm. ordered that anyone who sees the face of the king must be killed because it uh, represents a threat to the king and the throne and you know yeah she's very intense he heard yeah I and mean, he saw the many people saw the king but he also heard this like mm. uh, king oh yeah right uh, being referred to 
the king because actually Chidi is like going around in the capital so and and he also meets uh Ado as, as and 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 that kind of has some i don't know private meetings with her <laughs> <laughs> that she tells him stories mm, and he yeah, sleeps exactly so uh, he's a young troubled man he's um <laughs> who struggles with sleep problems yeah with with really bad sleep problems and apparently Aro is the only person that makes him sleep <laughs> so he falls madly in love with her so they already know each other also but she doesn't know he is the king at first Mm -hmm. And yeah, but as you said, Mang Moon finds out that he's killed uh, right before he meets his father. Mm. But the father then adopts Sonu as his new who survives uh, child, the attack. and because he was also, right. I think, sliced in some way or another. <sighs> Actually, it's very complicated to tell audience. <laughs> Maybe we should go to yeah. some topics or rather like yeah, some it's true. characters uh, instead of telling yeah, so, all these. <clears throat> okay, let me just say this. <laughs> so basically what happens then is Huarang is founded, right, in order, like, for the for the king, for the loyalty to the king, all the plot by the queen, the officials are against it. You know, they kind of trick all mm -hmm. these young um, sons into becoming Huarang. And also who ends up becoming a Huarang is Jidui, the, you know, mm -hmm. hidden king that nobody yes, knows is a king. which was not planned by the queen. Oh, yeah, she hates right. that. And Pak Sonu. And Sonu. Sonu. Yeah, okay. Who is not also a true blood, a true bone. <laughs> mm. But he was uh, asked by the queen also and for then... some family reasons. Family oh, God, yeah, it's complicated. Then to join the Huarang. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now 16 minutes into the podcast, we finally know. <laughs> and Huarang. Uh, Ado becomes later the yeah. medical uh, person in the Harang, so they all meet there. Mm. Um, I, I think as, that's like, also brother and one. sister, and also as like lovers and like, mm. rivals over Ado. Yeah. Um, so we have a theme again. Maybe where... we introduce the side characters now a bit. Yeah, so exactly. They end up as like in a room, like roommates with like five people. Is it five or six? And they end up being roommates with the, the son of the highest official. And the chancellor. Yeah, and or two of the highest ones. And then one more art-oriented person. I don't know what it is. More side character. But yeah, actually they become friends and they are forming some kind of team. Elite yeah. team and also later dispatched to the other kingdom and then also have some memories together. Mm. Actually, <laughs> those um, team building, bonding, and friendship bonding moments are the favorite scenes for me in Huarang. I always find them. Mm. I always kind of like them when they sneak out of the palace together or like, yeah, yeah, you know, go on some sort of. And you always know because the same music is played in the background when there's team bonding. <laughs> really? You're like, whoa, yay, there's some team bonding going on. <laughs> You were not referring to the shower scenes, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's famous. <laughs> Which is also a big part of the team bonding. Oh my god. But for me, this was like the peak of unrealistic uh like oh, yeah. Should we talk a bit about <laughs> historical inconsistencies? Yeah, maybe that would be a good start for talking. You can get it all off your chest. <laughs> So, no, basically, yeah, like the shower scene, there's like hot water coming out <laughs> of some kind of bamboo pipes. Yeah, basically some kind of pipes uh, and there's hot water, very unreal. And, and they really 
have like shower like facilities where they or group showers. I think that most quite, that was the peak of unrealness. <laughs> Is that when you then... threw your laptop out of the window? <laughs> no. Already in one of the first uh, episodes, there is this cafe coffee shop, and uh, it also kind of plays a role. They sit on chairs. Oh. Oh. They have some kind of club there. Sit on chairs. They... they are waitresses. <laughs> they are the businessman with a franchise. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised that they did not do uh, advertisement in this kind of <laughs> that there was no like cafe like serve or something. Okay, for for our listeners who are not historians like you and partly mm. why is it weird that in Chile would would sit on chairs, shower and go to a well, restaurant? <laughs> well even thinking about Middle Ages or, or the no, yeah, maybe I don't know, Roman Empire would be They, do they have these kind of facilities? I don't know. Maybe mm. they, they, they do have some kind of warm water infrastructure, but I'm not sure about <laughs> Shilla. Uh, yeah, mm. they, I, I mean, Korea is famous for having the floor heat system since a very early age. Actually, the Shilla period is like named for that and some food. I, I kind of checked the food also, which seems to be kind of historically accurate. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Yeah, but but we don't know. It's exactly. quite interesting. I'm not a food historian, but uh, yeah. I I actually I also tried to look into the history of restaurants slash cafes in Korea, but mm. because. Just because I know in Europe, restaurants, is it's a very modern phenomenon. And really, um, they only exist since and started out in like from 1760, 70, 80. That mm. was when the earliest restaurants in that kind of way emerged in Paris. And then from there, it like grew in terms of how our capitalist system took over the way people mm. worked and ate. But this, and, yeah, would go out for eating. Oh, I think that's a very modern concept. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then also this idea of that there's a menu where you can choose from and then there's, mm. a, you know, this separation, division of labor in restaurants. Yeah. and Service. Right, mm. the cooks. Mm. Actually, in the, actually, that's a bit <laughs> It almost looked like a school cafeteria in the Hwarang building where they were these like chefs preparing food and then they had like a with kind a of little plate with, with their plates what they called yes. trays they had trays trays yeah 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 but the food itself seemed uh, to be rather authentic I would say interesting okay, <laughs> because so obviously have... I mean oh. same as in Europe there was no potato there was no chili and but mm. these all came like very late into Korean cuisine mm. But like the namul that is what probably already eaten that time, mm. and chickens, rice, chickens. or the um, actually, well, it was not normally not white rice, but these like barley mm. uh, mix rice that was already eaten in that time, probably. No, I think it's it's really interesting <laughs> actually that you also that you also looked into kind of food related history for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> because I was really hoping to find a potato on the plate or something. <laughs> 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 I, I did not find any. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, there was no potato. <laughs> Looking for the potatoes. <laughs> Anyways, no, but uh, also with the language, I think it's kind of unreal that they talk and it's mm. basically like soul dialect uh, the whole time. <laughs> 
that is like modern Korean. That that was very unrealistic, mm. but we don't know how people talked at that time. And even in in historical dramas in in Germany, they would probably film it like they talk. Oh, 100%. In, uh, Hochdeutsch. Basically. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think <laughs> so too. And um, and I think another funny thing where I really had to think of you was when they go to the Okta, <laughs> the mm, club. Yeah. Club, kind of thing. <laughs> it looked like from the outside, like some, literally yes. some modern club. It, so, it looked very modern. It's so <laughs> interesting. I don't know, but then I, I kind of, I kind of need, must commend them because it, you know, it is a historical drama, but then also it, it is a modern interpretation of it, and they made it, mm. I guess, for a modern audience that doesn't necessarily know much about. Yeah, yeah, there are these approaches with historical dramas actually in some British TV shows as well, where they just uh, Bridgerton mix Bridgerton, <laughs> for example, <laughs> where they <laughs> that's you know, like. Uh, But Bridgerton, Bridgerton is like kind of a modern version of Regent period. But, I think, in, but I think in, in Harang with the buildings, though, they look very much like Chosun, Chosun. period buildings. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if it was like authentic. Probably like, not. I mean, there are almost no buildings from Schiller period like uh. left in Korea, except for some tombs and... Mm some um, old something. ruins of mm. this like in Gyeongju actually but yeah well we don't That's know interesting. <laughs> yeah I mean so I with the red like with the red color and yeah. that is very Chosun is that Chosun well we don't know much about Schiller period so basically it's mm. difficult to film it realistically yeah but, I tried to yeah. look into uh, what kind of sources there are Because I was interested in in uh, in the history of Huarang and um, mm -hmm, you know yeah. as to what extent it actually existed and how it existed and how we know. I think there are two written sources that were kind of written down later and once. Samgakusa and Samgaksagi. Mm, exactly. The, uh, these three kingdom period uh, mm. tales or tales of the three kingdom period and then the history book, history um, yeah, records of three. But they were both written in the Goryeo period. Three so that's the later, so like, the next. Like uh, more than a thousand years later, basically. Okay. <laughs> That is that yes. is quite a bit later. But probably these like some of these things were told like by oral sources, mm. <laughs> tales as tales, and then someone wrote down all these tales. Yeah, from the Three Kingdom period. It's quite interesting. Um, I well, I also <laughs> kind of typed in if you Google Huarang, you find a website in Luxembourg where they mm. uh, teach a fighting style called Huarang Do. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, they, Huarang Do, the way of. Uh, <laughs> and they claim that this kind of martial art system was continuously through 59 generations brought down to the master <laughs> that teaches in Luxembourg today, who was oh, I see. <laughs> in the mountains in Korea in Huarangdo. <laughs> He monk. must have been. He must have been some kind of uh, true bone. Yeah. <laughs> Even until now. Oh my god! He kept up like the true bone system until now. All on his own. What a hero! Wow! Wow! I his family. Was, I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Harang is very much like uh, symbolically used also in under the military regime in Korea. Oh. They use it as an ideal. I was wondering like, about that. Youth, how how the youth should behave, and and in many times of Korean history, it is used as a certain way of life, lifestyle. Was there any reference? Was there any reference to Huarang in Descendants of the Sun? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> by the army. Descendants of the sun, the military. <laughs> I don't know. I'm th- I don't think so. But in some of the military, the units, mm. some of these are called actually following historically, like Huarang unit or something like that. Oh, yeah. So anyways, coming back to Huarang. Anyway. <laughs> Huarang Come back to another topic. Yeah, another Huarang. Topic. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really interesting. Sonu or Pak Sojun, he's like this rebellious peasant who turns out later to be actually also Related has some sort of claim to the throne. royal family. Oh, yeah. Right, right, um, right. But he has these very modern ideas about... Kingdom, or oh, like the king. Like individual rights, like um, mm-hmm, there should mm-hmm. be, shouldn't be any slavery, everyone should be equal. Yes. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, it's actually quite radical. I mean, I am surprised <laughs> that he kept his head on I for was, so long. Like, I mean, if anyone would yes. have said that with his status, he would have been like decapitated immediately. Mm-hmm. I could, True, I could yeah. imagine. I don't know. <laughs> It was probably because he was, yeah, he grew up as a very poor peasant, mm. although he was raised by some, also some musician person and so, mm. some other like noble people. Yeah, it's quite interesting. <laughs> anyway, ah. it was so weird. Later, all the people from his past were revealed Turn to be out. kind of, yeah, turned out to be some, some kind sort of... of... <laughs> important person <laughs> highly educated famous yeah. musicians musician yeah why <laughs> I don't, yeah it's very strange actually it's very strange and um yeah and but but i i did think it was quite yeah quite revolutionary i mean i think probably he said that with a liberal citizenship form thing in mind but, yeah um, although he was still i think yeah, i mean he wanted to abolish the this true bone, bone system, system which is yeah bone system but then still wanted a king like have a king right under the king or serve which i thought was very king. maybe it's a i mean he didn't it's really think ironic. think his thing through till the end i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> there was no democracy if, if everyone is equal why <laughs> should yeah what is on and then also like what is the king's claim to power based on yeah yeah, yeah if you that, abolish the whole the bone system whatever like what's the yeah 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 why exactly. can't like anyone sit on the throne right that's that's always a big uh, topic in history i think even in europe it's a very big topic always with the church mm. most mostly involved and stuff ordained in, by god in confucian basically Schiller was not a confucian state but there like in the confucian rank system there would be a king even uh, like regardless of some bone system but yeah <laughs> but uh, as Schiller was not confucian what would be the legitimization of yeah i also read something about like that originated in china but was then also kind of traveled i don't know to korea maybe it's some, you probably know more about this kind of what is it called the right of heaven or like the principle of ordained by heaven so basically if a coup happens and a new ruler is established then that is because mm. the other one was not good enough and heaven actually oh, ordained okay. like you know or kind of legitimized yeah, yeah, yeah. it so that that's how rulers could change or there was a legitimacy to actually overthrow a, a mm. tyrant ruler um, and I establish see. a new sort of dynasty but could everyone uh, establish this dynasty 
and I, I guess, wonder. I guess the yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's. I mean, there must be like lots of scholarship on this, but um, I guess the the idea is that if you are good enough to organize and fighting and or and like with the fighting and organizing support. and so on and like getting all the support and mm -hmm. like if you then manage to overthrow an established ruler, uh, then that in itself shows that you were kind of that you are able to be uh, by heaven and thus it is a just yes yes yes. Thing. In itself, it know. makes sense because there are all these like dynasty overthrows <laughs> later on, even in <laughs> Korean history or like Chinese history is full of these like uh. dynasty uh, turnover. Mm. And, yeah, well, and probably to legitimize these um, new dynasties, they have to mm. make up this kind of story. Yeah, <laughs> but for the for the founding of Shilla, there is actually some also myth uh, about uh, some egg. Uh, placed and then then a human was born from this like heavenly heaven egg really? <laughs> so there's some funny like foundation myths about these like founder of Shilla, founder of picture like these kingdoms the they all, have they their, all like, came from eggs <laughs> so no cool. like one came from an egg i don't know the other stories anymore <laughs> but some <laughs> background background stories where they base their legitimacy on <laughs> oh wow yeah. that's so cool i didn't <laughs> it's a funny story with the eggs <laughs> That's really good. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's an evolutionary question: which came first, the chicken or the egg? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably there must Shilla, be it was somewhere. the egg, and I think the scientific one. But then it the was egg. sent from sent from the heaven, right? Yeah, it, oh, like, yeah. there was some like descendant from mm. heaven or something like that. Oh, so interesting! Heaven king came from heaven, something. Like that. So interesting. Wow. <laughs> but apart from that, yeah, there's a lot of theory, like philosophy and the whole drama with the teachings of Parang, right? Remember mm. the Taoist uh, mm. like approach to like water and king, like what yeah. is, how do they relate to each other or something yeah. that was very philosophical in that sense. I thought it was quite interesting, yeah. And But it also mm. made you feel like this was also kind of very, kind of the school, school yeah, essay yeah. and like also, <laughs> you know, when they had the exam where they had to write the essay and then yes. everyone had these cheating, like, you know, <laughs> different kind of ways of cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was quite funny. True, true. And also, um, another member of Huarang was also partly why this drama I think was quite popular as a member of BTS, which I only realized. BTS. Yeah. Who, who is it? Really? Yeah. V. Who is it? Uh, the, oh, the, 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 you know, the drama, the person that dies, the young ah, one that everyone loves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a member of BTS, and I think oh, that's yeah. why it was very uh, popular. And he also like sings. Like one of the songs, of course, for what is what is the name again of the Parang? Taehyung. Ah, uh, okay. And he's the you know he's the half brother, so he's the, ah, the young. Uh, yeah, he's not the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, the young he's person who has a uh, uh, who has like this grandfather who wants him to like, mm -hmm. carry on the line, and um, his his half brother is kind of treated as a slave, but he actually really likes his half brother who's like older than him, and always calls him Hyung. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone. Likes Oh, exactly. He's this cute little dude. <laughs> He's like a cute little puppy that runs after Park Oh, but is the is the younger brother the BTS number? Yeah, the, the younger one. Ah, I, mm. oh, I didn't. I really didn't know that. See, I I didn't know that. <laughs> it's just, just that we're not big K-pop fans here. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry for that. I know that's okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I think that that's quite a high level boy yeah. band member. Even the other member, um, Minho, the other Parang, mm. is also a um, boy group member of Shiny, I think. Mm, yeah, Shiny. Just mm. fans and generally watched it. Yeah. Who was your favorite Parang from like the, as like a fan, speaking as a fangirl or <laughs> whatever? Oh, God. Well, the thing is, I think. When I first watched Huarang, it must have been Park Yongshi. But re-watching the drama, <laughs> it was just too much how, like, problematic <laughs> he expressed his love for Aro. <laughs> oh, really? How? Oh, God. Like, I mean, all these <laughs> lines of, like, money and power and then he kind of makes it in a cute way Ooh, now that you know i'm the king and then he, obviously you know, i mean he he could have her killed in an instant right like basically her life lies in mm -hmm. his hand and he just continues his whole kind of but she he even offers like to sacrifice uh, the kingdom or like the being the king and then i know but you know with him or like I know, but like from the start, from the outset, she was never interested in him. She never showed any interest. She always yeah, said yeah, yeah. no. She always said, eh. I mean, at some point she said, don't come closer. And she literally had a needle in hand. And what he does is he comes <laughs> closer. And then she actually <coughs> sticks the needle in hand. And everyone thinks, you know, obviously it was kind of funny, but also like a dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is a woman. She's clearly threatened by your present. And you yeah. just don't care and it constantly happens constantly uh. just, um <laughs> he ignores her kind of feeling you know taken aback and then he just grabs her and kisses her and like although she says no and then but that's very common in k-drama when I he's know. like forced kisses and he's um, i know i know but i mean it's a big problem yeah. i think <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, of course. Do you do you remember when um when it was a big thing? I think it was it was during Me Too as well that uh, people talked about how in movies um very forced scenes are are mm -hmm. coded as oh this is romantic the scenes in Star yes, Wars yes, yes. or Blade Runner and so on like whenever consent is kind of being overturned and um the woman is kissed anyways and then it turns out oh yeah actually she likes it but um, actually she yeah yeah and that, but that this was is waiting much, for the man to do that exactly <laughs> and that this is very much part of a of a problem and then and you actually mm -hmm. in uh, recent productions I think you see it way less happening so it's, yeah. It's and there's even like just consent, uh, even in, in Korean drama, they mm. sometimes ask for their women's consent now, nowadays. Nowadays, yeah. But do, do you know what I mean? Like, so, but that's why yeah, when yeah. I watch productions from before but for that. for Shilla period drama, imagine that the king, like you are the king, you can basically do whatever, like <laughs> apart from like Me Too movement. Or, I know, or, I know. But yeah. the, but the rest. concepts mm. didn't exist in that time. Yeah. yeah, but that doesn't mean I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's not okay to show it also like that. But <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I think that's why. Uh, what Remember you... the other historical mm. drama we watched Nuktu oh, yeah. so this uh, noble person could do whatever he wanted with the kissing oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then just because he was nice he did not do yeah, it or he protected the kissing but and especially because Ado is portrayed as like this lower class kind of like the half breed half, half bone half yeah. breed whatever then uh, probably wouldn't be that much of a problem with her Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, no, you are right. Like, historically speaking, obviously. But then it, it is, like, so modern and it's the way it is kind of mm. told. I think I, I got, I kind of got bothered by it. Also because it's portrayed as this 
oh, he's so cute and like he's so on yeah, the yeah. Amazon. But on the other hand, uh, Princess, she also is very force, forcefully, uh, mm. like the princess approaches uh, Sonu. Yeah, I like her and, actually. And this, this other girl, <clears throat> this uh, sister of Minho. Mm. Name yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she is also rather like bold about her like with pan, uh, pan romance uh, for Panyu, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. No, I, I, I did like that though. Like they were two strong, stronger female Strong girl, female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which well, Aru herself is not really uh, that decisive. Or <laughs> I found her so annoying at some point. Like in the beginning, yeah, it's okay, it's but true. in the last episodes, I can't. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the beginning she is rather shown as this like sociable and also like like self like working mm. on her own and and also has these like very independent storytelling job basically. Yeah, uh, independent. But then later on, she's just so very. She's uh, a wreck. Dependent on these men. Oh my god! <laughs> she just constantly, basically, Ado. <laughs> Waiting for people to shoot her or save her or. I know. Like sometimes I think she could her. just be this puppet that you kind of carry with you, and then. Carry oh no, she's mine! It's like oh no, she's mine! And then. I've headed the palace now. Shoot her. <laughs> Do this. And then she just constantly <laughs> cries. She's like constantly yeah, yeah. cries. I'm like, oh my god. Or it's like, or like she is like lying around and. No, she's just like this. It is quite striking. Like she's so passive. Like it's incredible. You don't even know. And like, and then yeah, like a lot of the fights are about her. And mm -hmm. but... yeah, she is the object of these fights or, or like actions always. A hundred percent. And I think it's uh, <laughs> at some point it was just like, oh my god, just why do oh. on like a very low level she has some agency then she talks to the peasants or she talks like in the prison like oh god, with yeah. the people like she does something but so <laughs> there's no not that much agency uh, yeah and so much like self you know so self yeah she saying? gives up her, her, her own, own self like, and like it's so self-sacrificing yeah it's yeah. self-sacrificing like very much <laughs> like yeah <laughs> so in the beginning i like her but then i think she gets quite annoying no, also because she she's, wasn't, uh, the crying is too much honestly too much I know. in like uh, reply 1994 she is a much stronger character so i think it's not a like not a problem of the actress but rather the script writing oh i'm sure yeah no i wouldn't blame her no <laughs> <laughs> and yeah probably yeah. the script writing and the director i mean yeah which yeah. was a man course probably yeah it was it was but i'm glad we talked about this <laughs> no it's important that... to emphasize it even in other k-dramas even in that are set in the modern time there is no consent uh, normally for, mm. for the female protagonists and in the beginning i never knew like also sometimes like even in, in their face you don't know do they like it or don't they like it mm. and only much later you find they out cry or something yeah. and then <laughs> they would kiss them <laughs> and then only only much later you right. find that, oh, actually, she did like that kiss, but it was mm. like in that moment. Oh, <laughs> now we can't see the facial expression. I know <laughs> it's just like thinking, like okay, maybe we should record videos. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What do you think about this drama? Like, how would you how would you rate it? It was the first time you Very watched low, it this time, no? Unfortunately, oh. yeah, it was the first time. But uh, no, it was really not that. Um, I'm, I mean, for Nuktu, for example, I was kind of into it at some point. That it 
I wanted to like watch and mm. see what's going on. But for Harang, I was really, it was kind of, the ending was kind of predictable, even though so many things happened and, yeah. and things like there was some turn with like the, the, um, this like mission dispatched to the other kingdom. And then there was some storyline and, and things happened, but still I, I didn't really, <laughs> I was not really into it. And even in the in the beginning, I had to force myself to actually watch it. Because mm. oh. later it was okay. But <laughs> I think I, I was really into mm. the historical part. And I wonder whether yeah. we'll ever find a historical drama that that you will like. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more said in like colonial period or like 20th century historical. Oh. But not Shilla uh, period, unfortunately. That's okay. So I guess I would rate it four maybe, out of ten. Wow. Quite low. <laughs> Scathing review <laughs> by Max. <laughs> Sorry, but I mean, it all adds up also. Like these passive female characters, like these weird shower scenes. So <laughs> many that's points. What, that's <laughs> what broke you. <laughs> It was not the restaurant, it was not the club, it was the shower scene. See, that's a funny thing. Like, I thought of you when I saw the restaurant, I thought of you when I saw the club. I didn't think of you when I saw the shower. I was like, I actually, I didn't, that one actually never it crossed my scary. mind that it's actually oh, okay. very weird. I think maybe what I was It looks so much like a school, like basically some kind it's of true. school shower scene. Yeah. I don't know, it was so... I think so unreal. I think people just get distracted by all these naked men. <laughs> okay, that's also a valid point. <laughs> like, that was probably also the like intention of the scriptwriters and stuff. But mm, yeah. it's just so like they had these kind of cabins. They had run like <laughs> fluent uh, hot water. That was so <laughs> that's so perky. <laughs> no, but as I said, like coffee shops and all that was not really good. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but how, how about you? Yeah, you suggested the drama, but um, rewatching it, how was it? For you? I think I would still rate it relatively high, just out of nostalgia for when I watched it the first time. It was my first historical drama. I actually really enjoyed it. Also, it was the first drama where Park So Jun, and uh, which I which I actually like. I'm a bit of a fango. Mm. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> um, so I guess, yeah, I would rate it maybe 7.5 out of 10, which is actually quite a low review for oh, me. Oh, um, 0.5. Yeah, that's, 7.5. Well, because... Okay, here's my rationale. I really... I enjoyed the first episodes and I particularly enjoyed like all the team building and bonding between mm -hmm. friendship and the Huarang house. I really like those scenes. But then, yeah, later in the drama, I think it gets a bit annoying with Aro, like, yeah, female lead becoming like way too passive yeah, yeah. and like crying and it's just this whole thing. You're like, oh my God, like get over it's it. Even very late also, they introduced the second female lead as mm. like a competitor. That was quite of unrealistic. Oh, <laughs> Why would she say? be important as like <laughs> it's true <laughs> they should actually. have shown her earlier on like, yeah like, yeah a bit more like she was supposed to be the second lead yeah mm. then there should be some more interest in the I agree yeah so or whatever. Mm. but I would I would still recommend watching it because 
yeah, because of those Huarang scenes, and I, I did find them quite mm-hmm. entertaining. And yeah, I like the leader of the Huarang. He is he is a very funny character. Actually. Yeah, I like that actor as well. Like um, in other dramas, he's yeah. quite good. Yeah, he also plays uh, the father in Reply 1997, mm-hmm. and then also the yeah. the main evil dude in Huarang. The Chancellor. He's yeah, he is. Uh, we already discussed it, and and uh, it's okay not to be okay. He's uh, yeah. but he's also a famous singer from is early he? on. Oh, he was yeah. a famous singer. Yeah, I, didn't I think know. I mentioned it in one of the previous uh, episodes. But uh, that's so yeah. interesting. That's so cool. <laughs> so his voice is very. Uh, his voice is very famous. I think for everyone who knows him as a singer. <laughs> ah. Not his like, appearance, but his voice. <laughs> ah, so interesting. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like yeah. him. I mean, Maybe we will discuss it later. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting because usually I see him in like nice Ajushi roles. Yeah. And this yeah, one, no, he was just nice the most guy. evil person alive. But he didn't come across as that evil, though. No, no. There's still mm-hmm. some kind of cute Harapochi guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was quite evil. <laughs> That's cute. He kind of humiliates the other like officials, but he beats him. He's very abusive. Mm, okay. <laughs> he doesn't care about people dying. He he yeah, over ten years poisons the queen. But that's not not such a direct thing that you see him as like he he stores people. all the medicine f- uh, yeah, gambling okay. on a pandemic to kill lots of yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, yeah, I know, I know his role is evil, but he has like huh? the actor or like in the role he doesn't <laughs> seem that evil. Anyways. Mm. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the queen actually, but I, I really oh. she was very awkward. She's Why weird. did she always like? talk so weirdly <laughs> she's very and i think also she was i think what annoyed me was she was a bit inconsistent i mean you know but like in a in an yeah. unbelievable in a non-so believable way so like at, at times she's like this ruthless it's all about protecting the throne i don't give a shit about yeah. anything else but then you know at other times <laughs> she's like you know so in love with the father of aru but then she kind of tortures him all the time mm. with like other things so i think it's a bit yeah hot hot and cold and but not in a yeah. consistent way so I, I i found it a bit like at times arbitrary like the way she acted i was like I don't know if this right. is very uh, yeah if that makes a lot of sense. Does that make sense? I don't know. No, but even her acting itself wasn't that good. It didn't seem that good to me. <laughs> Somehow she was just mm-hmm. shouting around and and like yeah. oh, you have to follow my my orders like something like that. Yeah. And then she was talking in a very monotone voice basically. Wow, well, that's a well, that's anyways, a no no uh, for uh, Queen's <laughs> G so <laughs> she gets one out yeah. of ten points. <laughs> And even for her for acting, like the actress, I don't know her, but mm. <laughs> sorry, <That's laughs> not okay. the best performance. <laughs> anyway, who, what, which was your best scene or like favorite scene? You said already the team building uh, scenes, but any like specific uh, moment or? I don't know. I think. Ah, why don't you go first? 
What's your favorite scene? Well, actually, I like this like romance between Panyu and the uh, sister, which was more like a side. Uh, that was cute. Gig, but that was kind of funny. Like how mm. Panyu also like he had like many thoughts. Like how should we react mm. to this? And just like side story, and then with the brothers, the two brothers, I like that too. The one. Apparently, BTS member yeah. brother. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> like, quite <like> cute. cute. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite scene was uh, the football football scene. I really. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't even mention this. This was so football. fake. <laughs> Sorry. There was football. Oh, I, I was actually not sure if horses were horseback riding. Mm. I don't know if it was actually a thing in Shilla. That seems very early to me. Anyway, <laughs> but the football scenes really—that <laughs> was so weird. Maybe that—that's even <laughs> that even broke you before the shower scene. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Um, yeah, so yeah. I think, but still, I, I kind of I like the dynamic, you know, between the kind of rivalry, and then it's the first time that, um, that they all GD meet and like they like, all kind of play together and stuff. So I, I did like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I like and that. Too. That's that's, that's it for Huarang. That's all, it's all been said. <laughs> <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, please leave us a comment or write us on our social media. We always, always appreciate your feedback and we're always here for you. Now, go back to watching your K-dramas, stay critical and we cannot wait to see you for our next episode. Bye-bye! <laughs> <laughs>